0: Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen@caris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Oh, our God, the Father Almighty, who loved us and gave yourself for us, teach us your word. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to us. As we hear your word, we pray that we will see Jesus. That's all we want, that we will see Jesus and have an encounter with you and our lives will not be the same again. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Today is 2nd of April, and this month is our month of divine encounters. Amen. Divine encounters. Divine encounters, our month of divine encounters. When you have encounters, when God meets you, He does not leave you the same. Practically every testimony in the Bible was a function of divine encounter. I'm standing here today not because of my education, not because of my acquaintances or my intelligence or my... I'm not any exceptional. But I stand here today because of my encounters with God. Encounters with God. I met him and he sent me. Hallelujah. So... This is a month of divine encounters. Many people's destinies and testimonies will emerge this this month. And I'm so sure that right from today after the service, some people's testimonies are going to show. Now today I want to, um, and I'll be teaching on, um, either you can call it tent dwellers or dwelling in tents. Tent dwellers is what I want to Tent dwellers. Tent dwellers. T-E-N-T. Not N T H tent. I found out in the Bible that God didn't make us to just be around to be enjoying physical things. He actually created us to enjoy Him. Tent dwellers. And but I'm going to talk more particularly about Abraham, father Abraham. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, he points us to all of us, to Abraham, those who are believers. He said that if you are Christ's, in other words, if you belong to Christ, okay, then ye are the seed, ye are Abraham's seed, and as according, Shadada, eh, according to a promise, a particular promise, if you are Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed, the children of Abraham. And so anyone who is born again and a Christian, God says that he sees you as a child of Abraham. And a child of Abraham is not just genealogical, it's, it has to do with heritage your inheritance, to thee and your children, your seed, will I give this land. So the promise God made to Abraham was not just to him, but to him and all the seed of Abraham. And He says that if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Indirectly telling you that if you are Christ, then the promise God gave to Abraham is valid in your life. We just, just have to do a little bit of exploration of, of Abraham. I told you that God created, Satan corrupted, and God decided in the time of Abraham, this time he will not create again. Because when he created first, Satan corrupted, and man fell the first fall. He, uh, his spirit became disconnected from God. And then man went further to create religion to create their own society, and the first thing man built was to build a city. Genesis chapter 4, verse 17, and called the city the city of Enoch. Cain, the first murderer in human history, built a city. So physical acquisition is not an endorsement on your, who you actually are. Right. Right. You can be driving a nice car, yet you are a, a wife abuser. You can be living in seven-bedroom house with three swimming pools, one on the roof, one in the basement, and one in the garden, and yet you are a pedophile. You can be driving a Bentley, and you are a thief. <laughs> you can be wearing a very nice dress and expensive jewelry and yet you are somebody's husband snatcher. Oh. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm coming home, don't worry, we'll come, I'll come So physical acquisition is not a reflection of authentic character. You can have so much. Jesus said this way, what does a man gain? if he gains the whole world and loses his soul. So they built cities, and yet they were godless. The church can be so prosperous, but it doesn't mean it is Christ-centered. Prosperity is not a sign of Christ-centeredness. Okay? So, but prosperity is not bad. All the other things I've said, they are good. Okay, but in the human terms, they are good, but it does not necessarily make you godless. So they built cities, but the cities didn't make them, they were were godless. They invented religion. They invented human culture, Genesis chapter four. They invented music, they invented weapons. They were making inventions, but they were godless because they they were full of themselves and their soul. And then in Genesis chapter six, it, it went physical. They began to mess up big time. Mess up and the human race. I, I, I heard something yesterday or the day before that. Um, now, the, the, the next level of um, sexual perversion is people sleeping with dogs. <laughs> I, I, it's in Africa and other places, dogs. I, I'm finding it difficult to believe. I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it, but I, I can't conceptualize it. I, can, I don't know how it can be possible, but. I told you some time ago, Satan, where there is sexual perversion, Satan works better. You check every, every occultic practice. Everywhere there is that, Satanism and all those. You check, even this gang culture. There's so satanic activity behind it. Everywhere there is very grim, evil activities or perpetration of evil things. When you check, there is this sexual perversion to its highest order. There are people here who uh, might have attempted Satanism before and you know what I'm talking about. So then Satan entered in with Sexual perversion and every sexual perversion is aimed at the entire human existence. It destroys the social fabric. Sexual perversion, when people begin to sleep with dogs, cats, and all kinds of things. Fathers sleeping with their daughters, mothers sleeping with their grandchildren. (laughs) See, today it looks very, it's coming. But it is necessary for for evil to take hold. So it happened in the days of Noah, Genesis chapter six. And that one, even spirit beings took on human flesh and started having sexual relations with human beings and then the the women started conceiving and God said no, this is an attack against entire humanity. So I'm going to erase humanity and then choose one man who is, is righteous. And then with him and his family, start something. That's how we got Noah. So Noah was the reason God could preserve humanity. But all the rest of humanity was rubbish, gone. So God wiped them. And Noah had faith in what God said. And Noah listened to God, obeyed God, and God preserved humanity. But afterwards, uh, Noah, when they came out of the flood, issues started. human, because humanity has been polluted. So they started messing up again. So the corruption Satan brought on humanity affected humanity so much that it doesn't come genealogically. Because Noah was a good man. One of his sons was bad. And he himself messed up a little bit. And so it became murky. So now God created, Satan corrupted. God said, I'm not going to create again. Now I'm going to call. So he called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. He didn't create, he called. And he said, when I call you now, you and your descendants, and actually the descendants of Abraham are those who are in Christ. Yes. Is that one getting what I'm saying? Yes. And so God called Abraham and in Gen- let's go to Genesis chapter 11. <laughs> this is interesting. I'm excited about what we are going to talk about. Are you ready for this? It's going, to, it's going to get a little bit meaty. I am a servant of God, not a public speaker. <laughs> so, my job here is to teach God's word. I'll teach you how to become rich in God. God, God rich. So, you don't end up building cities, godless cities. Genesis chapter eleven, verse twenty-six. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, let's look at verse one. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Verse two. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found. I'm reading from King James. They found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Verse three is the dangerous one. And they said one to another, Let us make what let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they, they had bricks for stone. Mm. And slime had they for mortar. They had bricks for stone. For what? What did they need the bricks for? And they said, go to let us build a city and a tower. Two things. They said, let us build a city and a tower whose, uh, uh, Jesus, whose top may reach onto the heavens. And let's read this from here. Let's go. Let Everyone, read it now. Let's go. Let us One more time. Let us One more time. So, their purpose for building a city and a tower which to reach the heavens is to make themselves a name let us make us a name don't forget that we will come to that but first of all as i told you they said verse 3 it says that they said that, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly how do you make bricks you have to take the soil and burn it burn the life out of it so that it becomes lifeless bricks are man made Stones are God made or natural. Bricks are not natural. Stones are natural. God does not build, as I told you, with bricks, He builds with stones. And they said, Let us make bricks. When you are when you have to make brick, you have to take the earth or the soil. According to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis chapter 2 says, The Lord God formed man out of where? Dust. Out of where? Dust. The dust of the ground. And breathed into it. So he took the soil, the clay, the dust of, of the ground, and then he formed man. He formed man out of the dust. Something. Look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 11. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass. Let's all say together. Leave the grass out. Say it again. I can't hear you. The earth earth is supposed to bring forth. Life is supposed to be coming out of the earth. The earth is supposed to bring forth. God made the earth to bring forth. The Bible said before when it's about to make man, he actually picked the earth, the dust, and made man. And then when man fell, look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 19. Genesis chapter 3, verse 19. Thank you, Jesus. You till t- t- the ground. Okay, I said, till t- t- thou return to the ground. Why? For out of it you were taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. And these human beings took the earth that God made. God is made the earth to, for life to come out of the earth. They took the earth and they burned the life out of it to make a city. Listen, many people who work in the city, they have manual. And most of them don't have life. (laughs) Does that mean it's wrong to work in the city? No, I'm not talking about physical city. But sometimes, even when you look at physical city, it's so busy when you live in the city, sometimes you don't have time for God. City life, most city lives, is built for human security. It's hu- built for human pleasure. It's built for human comfort. It's, hu- for, it's built for human prosperity. City lives are not built for godliness. Yeah. Thank God for United Kingdom. Before cities started being built, churches were everywhere. Yeah. But now even the churches in the cities are being converted. The nice ones are just there as Monuments. So it's interesting that God has brought us in the city of London to be having our church here. Because city life usually is a godless life. So why? God has always, as I said, God has always had a plan to build a city. He started by making a garden. Oh, watch this. God started by making a garden and then the garden, as the garden proceeds, it becomes a house. And then so he had garden in mind, he started with a garden. The next stop is a house, then God's house. And then from there, a city. But these guys, once they became so godless, Satan influenced them. He said, come on, let's build, let's build, let's build, let's build a city and make a name for ourselves quickly. Let's build it. Mimicking what God had. Because in the book of Revelations, Revelations chapter 21, verse, uh, verse 18 and 19, Particularly, oh, okay, let's look at Revelation. Let's rather go to Revelation chapter 3, verse 12. Revelation chapter 3, verse 12, it talks about um, he that overcomes, I will, make, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, and, uh, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the, the city of my God. God has got a city. Watch this, God has got a city. In the book of Hebrews, chapter twelve, verse twenty-two, Hebrews twelve twenty-two, it talks about, "But ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God." But the city of God, watch this—the city of God has not actualized yet. The city of God is the plan of God. Revelations is when everything ends. So when everything ends, you know what? Finally, there was. Revelation chapter 21, verse 2. Look at this. Let's all read it together. This is now. Let's all go. Let's go. I saw what? I can't hear you. I saw a holy city. He was seeing the end times. And you know what he saw? When everything was finished and everything was being ended, so long as life on earth and human life is concerned, he said, I saw they not a city, but there is a, a city there. The holy city. Come on, Let's read it together. It's the Bible. It's the Bible, okay? Let's read it together. Let's go. Holy city. Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Coming down from God out of heaven. Prepared as a bride. Adorned forever. The city came down from God. So God has got a city. It says that coming down from God. Look at verse 3. Let's go to verse 3. And I heard a great voice in heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle. Say tabernacle. Say tabernacle. Tabernacle also means tent, sanctuary, tabernacle. Same. It's a temporal, temporal structure. Okay. The tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be with his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Now, God and man, humanity, it became a city together. Now watch this. That's why God created us, created us for a city. And so when man fell, guess what? The first thing they, they built was a city. But God said no. And then after Noah's flood, after Noah's flood, when they came out of the flood, in Genesis chapter, after the Bible gives the genealogy of man in Genesis chapter 10, Genesis chapter 11, he said, come on, let's come together. Let's, let's make breaks and build city." The cities they were building was being made by bricks, just as it happened in the days of Moses. Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1, verse 11. Look at this. This is very interesting. This is what Pharaoh made the children of Israel do. He says that, therefore, they did set over the children of Israel, okay, the them, the children of Israel, taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh treasure, uh, treasure cities. Ethan and Ramses, they built, how did they build it? Look at the next, uh, verse 14. 14, verse 14 says, and they made their lives bitter. The slave master made the Jews, the Israelites, they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in bricks and in all manner of services. They were building mortar and bricks for the city. I pray that your life will not be made so hard that you become a brick, build, brick maker to build their cities of men. Many people are working, 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 working. You don't have a family life. Working, working, working. Your children don't even know you. People are take, raising your children for you. Working. That's not life. My pastor, I need to pay my rent. I need to keep wearing designer shoes. I need to keep buying. I need to, and so you have gone and bought a Mercedes Benz, big one, bigger than you. <laughs> Instead of cutting down, possibly cutting down your working hours or mother, father, husband, wife, one of you maybe may have to cut down so that you can have enough time for the children and inject some good parental care and parental nature into the child. You do. You are busy earning and chasing money, getting money, building cities with brick. Your life is going to these cities. Pharaoh! Laboring for Pharaoh so much that you don't even have time for God. Don't have time for God. I ask for God. Yes, you are a city builder. You look successful, but very godless. I ask me all this. Is I don't believe. Still, you are godless. Whether I believe it or not, you are still godless. And time will prove it. It is a miserable lifetime to, to be godless, because Satan will ruin your life. And when it's time, he will ruin your life. He will ruin your life to ruin your life. Satan is a wicked devil, but God is a good God. shout yes cities they they worked their life out of them to build city for pharaoh ramses and pharaoh was feeling very good (laughs) with bricks but god never builds with bricks god builds with stones stone is god made brick is man-made stones so when it comes to the house of god when it was time for god to build it in fact David, David, I keep talking about David loved God so much and he fell in love with God. He felt God has blessed him with prosperity, such so much sad that he said, God, your blessing is so good, but you know what? I want grace. One day I may have to teach the difference between blessing and grace. Because in the New Testament, you hardly find any book that ends the blessing of God be with you. grace. If it, the whole Bible ends with grace be with you. Yeah. Yeah. Not blessing be with you. Blessing is good, but grace is better. <laughs> so, 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 it's very interesting. God does not build with bricks, because bricks is man-made. He builds with stone, even when they were building the temple. Alright, so, after watch this, after the, um, the flood, they tried to build a city. And Abraham grew up in that time. But before I go further into Abraham, let me show you something. So it's a garden, God's plan is a garden, a house, and a, a city. And everything God builds, even the garden, Bible talks about, there were precious stones. Precious stones in the garden. So God builds with stones, not bricks. David loved God so much, he told God, God, you know what, I think I want to build you a house. God said, oh boy, you've really touched my heart. David, he loved me that much. Do you know, it wasn't because of the nice things he wanted to do for God, but because of the fact that he he accessed what was important in God's heart. It wasn't because he was a nice man, he wanted to do good things. Most of us have replaced godliness with being nice. Going to do somebody's shopping for them. <laughs> open your, it's good. Opening uh, open your, or trying to uh, clear your neighbor's lawn. It's good, it's nice. Nice, 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 nice to do nice things. But as it, it doesn't mean it's godly. So you, whilst your focus should be godly, and when you are godly, you invariably will be nice. But being nice doesn't mean anybody at all can be nice. I'm telling you, even someone Bin Laden, it's nice to some people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so why have we reduced godliness to all this? Oh, he's a nice man, but he's a nice person. He's a nice... You, when you are going out with him, he, he, you knew you should have left him, but he said he's a nice man. He, has a, he always... He's a very nice person. He even left his job so I can get a job. He's a nice man. But that man is now chasing other women, sleeping with different men, and he's sick. He's going to bring sickness. He said, Oh, but he's a nice man. Now you see you. Yeah. A nice man has brought you a nasty situation. Right. <laughs> hey, hey. hey! Oh, I'll preach. you. Hey. I'm preaching. <laughs> right. So, and so David said, God, you've been so good to me. I want to build a house for you. Somebody is talking about a house, David because you said this, I'll, I'll secure your throne, your reign, your throne will be forever. And he said, yet, it's not for you to build me a house, but a seed. Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. 2 Samuel chapter 7, 12, I like this. And when, this God speaking, okay, said, listen, he said, and when thy days be fulfilled, uh, give me New King James, unless I'm reading from my Bible, then. He says that when your days are fulfilled, and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your what? Seed. I'm being tempted to preach a message, Easter message, on the <laughs> Christ, the three-dimensional seed. The seed of the woman, the seed of Abraham, and the seed of David. I'll put you on the screen, please. His God said, I will, set up, I will set up a seed, your seed after you who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. Go to the next verse, see. David said, I want to build God a house. See what God tells. He shall build me, hey, he shall build a house for my name. They were building a city for their names. David wanted to build a house for God's name. God said, I'll bless you. I will bless you. I will bless you. Your, your, your generations, the throne will remain in your house forever because you want to build for my name. I'll bless you. And the one who is going to build my house the the house I want to build, which no human being can build, but it's, it's going to come as a human being to build me a house. It's going to come from your body. Now, so he said that many people think it was Solomon and I'll establish the throne of his kingdom. For Solomon's kingdom is not forever. So when he said, Actually, in the physical terms it was Solomon who built the temple David prepared so Solomon built a physical temple but according to Acts chapter 7 verse 48 and verse 49 particularly it says that look at from verse 44 44 44 44. our our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness when they were in the wilderness they didn't have a building they had they had a structure which was a tabernacle it was a tent in the wilderness they had a tent but they didn't have a house for God. So that's why when David said, I want to build a house, it was wondering, where did you get this idea from? Because since you were born, I've been living in tents. Yeah, and how did you know it? It was by the spirit of God. Yeah. And so the, our fathers lived in tabernacles and appointed uh, 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 in the wilderness as he appointed, uh, instructing Moses to make, the, make it according to the path. So even the tabernacle, God said, do it my way. Right. Don't build anything for yourself. Build it my way. All right. Now go to the uh, verse forty-eight. Verse forty-eight. So, however, okay. Let's go to forty-seven. Verse seven. There's something I want to show you. Verse forty-six. That's where we should have started for. Who found David? David found favor before God and asked to find a dwelling for the God of Jacob. So, David told God, God, can I build your house? Can I? I want to get you a dwelling. A dwelling place. That's another. He wanted a dwelling where I can build so that God can be there. And then listen to what happened. The next verse. But Solomon built him a house. So the the temple of Solomon, okay, was David who prepared for it. David didn't get a chance to build it physically. So Solomon built it physically. But the physical building Solomon built was not what God was saying, David, your son will build me a house. How do you know that? The Bible said it. Look! Look at the next verse. Let's read the next verse together. Let's go Amen. louder. Let's go. Amen. So you can't build temple for God. He doesn't live inside it. So when He was talking about house, then it wasn't this house. Go to the next verse, verse forty-nine. Heaven. Because the heaven is my, my throne. The earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me? Says the Lord. Or what is it? Uh, uh, what is the place? my rest so does the building solomon built is not the house he said one from your body will build the house that's not what he actually said because the solomon building however god doesn't dwell in temples made by hands go to the next verse has my hand not made all this go to the 51 then he left it and started at 10. Stephen, Stephen preached a very long message from how God called Abraham. Started by Abraham and he spoke the, all the history of his, the Old Testament is summarized in one chapter in the New Testament, which is Acts chapter seven. After summarizing it all, do you know how it ended? He ended by God's plan was for a house, but Solomon couldn't build it. And now Jesus has come to build it. Jesus in Matthew chapter Sixteen, He said, I will build my church. I will build my church. Matthew chapter 16 verse 19. I will build my church and the gates of hell. He said, also I say to you uh, that, okay, he said to that verse, uh, okay, yeah, this is the one I'm looking for actually. And also I say to you that you are Peter. And on this what? Rock. On this what? Rock. Not break on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell. Who will build the church? Jesus. He's the builder of the church. Amen. Amen. But he does not build with bricks. He builds with stone. Pastor, I even found out that the, the temple of Solomon, the temple Solomon built, it wasn't, they didn't use bricks. They used stones. According to 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 7, Look at it. First Kings 6-7 And the temple, when it was being built, was built with stones finished at the quarry. Before, so there was no noise. The stones, they brought the stones from the quarry. They cut it. Everything was, it's like prefab. But it was not bricks. The temple was built with stones. So when God called Peter, in, in when Jesus met Peter and called Peter, in the book of John chapter 1, verse 42. Look at this. You will like this. John 1, I told you I have a lot of scriptures. I have to do this quickly. John 1, Look at this. He says that, and he brought him to Jesus. And when, when Jesus looked at him, he said, you are Simon, son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which by translation is what? A stone. You shall be. Because God only uses stone to build. No No bricks. No bricks. So all of us, where do we fit in? Are you a stone? Oh yes, if you are born again. God sees you as stone. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 3, verse 12, it talks about how everyone builds. You, you have to be careful the way you build with gold, silver, or precious stones. Now, anyone who builds on the foundation that Paul has laid, so long as church is concerned, gold, silver, or precious stone. We are supposed to use stones to build. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. <laughs> I like this one. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. This is amazing. He said, You also say you also. Alright, say me also. Me also. In French, we say moi aussi. Moi aussi. Moi aussi. Is it is alright? Yeah. French guys, moi aussi. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> me also. I as, say, as you also ask what? living not lively living stones stones that are alive stones that have life inside no bricks. we are living stones look at this i've been built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to god we have been built the church is the house of god and you know the components of the church living stones anyone who is born again is the living stone for the building of the house of god the house of god is not a physical stone the house of God. I told you some time ago when we talk about the house of God, it's not in heaven; it's on earth. It's on earth here, and the house of God now on earth is the church of God. He says that take care of the church, um, the, which is the the, the the house of God, which is the church of the living God. I think First Timothy, chapter three, verse fifteen. He says that that you ought to know how to conduct yourself in the house of God. Where is the house of God? Which is the church of the living God? The pillar and the grounds of truth. the, The truth of God is handed to the church. If the church doesn't speak out, society will be messed up. The pillar, the pillar of truth. The grounds of truth, the church, it's the house of God. And he said, We all, as living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house. Shadows! Yes! God never builds with bricks. But moving on from there, they built a city with bricks. And God said, No, 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 no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I won't allow this. So he made, he confused their language. So when someone is telling, Oh, um, hold, I'm down. I'm trying to move. And he said, that hold the brick! don't bring it. He, he also hears, throw it. Then you throw it. <laughs> so God confused their language. Husband and wife, make sure other people don't confuse your language. Most of marital problems is because of third party interference. Sometimes they may not speak it. That your friends are influencing you, your marriage. Because your friends keep changing their hair. You also think you must change. Now you begin to put pressure on your husband. I need to change my hair. And, and the thing too, it's not your hair. It's, it's a cap. <laughs> <laughs> so interference. Anyway, God, God confused their language. Now God guess this. Now this is my main message. And then this so they they were. And God confused their language and now God said, I'm not going to recreate, I'm going to call. So before we go to the calling of Abraham, look at Genesis chapter 11, verse 27. Let's get from verse 27. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis chapter 11 from verse 27. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran begat Lot, and Haran died before his father, Terah, in the land of the, his nativity in Ur er of the Chaldeans, that's where they used to live. They, were used, they used to live in a place called Ur er of the Chaldeans. Okay, and, and Abraham and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milka. And the daughter of Haran, the father of Milkah. And the father of America and the and the father of Israel. Now, verse thirty. But Sarai was barren; she had no child. Before God called Sarah Abraham, Sarah didn't have a child. Right. All right, don't don't forget, don't forget about that. And Terah took, took Abraham, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, Haran. His who took? Watch this. This is very interesting. Terah, say Terah. Terah, Terah. Terah took took Abraham, his son. And Lot, his uh, the, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them. Okay, and they went with them from air of the Chaldean to go into the land of Canaan, and they came to Haran and Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah was two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Who took them from air? Terah. 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 Who is Terah? Abraham's father. father. He took them from air, the That Let's go. Where? We are going to Canaan. Who? Terah. Terah. He took his family. Before he took them, his son died, Haran. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure their problem was with Abraham. Because look at Acts chapter 7 from the screen. Acts chapter 7 verse 2. I will show you something. Acts chapter 7 verse 2. Look at this. He said and verse 2, and he said, brethren and fathers, listen, that's Stephen talking to them. The God of glory did what? Don't forget that. God actually, where did he appear to him? God of Abraham appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran. So when he was in the air of the Chaldeans, when you read some translation, he was in the air of the Chaldeans. And God appeared to him there. And what go to the next verse, verse. And what did God say? And said to him, get out of your country and from your relatives and come to a land which I will show you. God told him when he was in air of the Chaldeans in the regions of Mesopotamia that leave your country, leave your relatives, and leave your land to a place where I will show you. What we read, what we see. It was Terah who took them and said, let's go to Cana." But God didn't appear to uh, Terah. He appeared to Abraham. So Abraham was disobedient. He didn't want to leave till his brother died. And the father said, you know what, let's go. This area is too terrible for us. Let's go. So he took them. Abraham, when God spoke to him, he didn't move quickly. Like most of us. We all do it. The first appearance, we don't obey. Most of us, the, the first appearance, we don't obey. God, if it is really you, let all my hair begin to stand like this. <laughs> then you begin to give God major... If you choose, it's okay, it's okay. See, don't do this. If, okay, God, if this is really a man of God... Let him mention my name. Let him come and stand near me and tell me. No, no, no. He won't do it. God, you can't hijack God. He doesn't have anything to prove to you. Sometimes, you know God is speaking to you. Why don't you obey instead of giving him conditions? Oh, God, if it is really you. If it is really you. People like that because we are so self-centered. It must be around us. God told Abraham leave and he left without a road map. Hebrew said he went. He didn't have road map. He didn't know where he was going. (laughs) But let's say. After after his father. Okay, so his father died in Haran. His father, Terah. Because he said, let's go to Cana. But when you go to Haran, he liked it. He liked Haran. You are in church, but you still like a certain lifestyle. Amen. God is calling you, but you know, you have to, you know, at day I don't want to go too deep. I don't want to go too deep. Let, Haran is okay for me. You are either in Air of the Chadian or Haran or in Canaan. And in Haran, people died there. <laughs> <laughs> Terror died in Haran. <laughs> Some of us, if you have not lost your job, you wouldn't have started coming to church. <laughs> if you have not if that boy hasn't broken your heart, you he wouldn't have come to church. I'm very happy. he Broke your heart, big time. Very happy. You came looking for Christ with a broken hearted, because with a broken heart. But I he said He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. So, because I know some people will wait till trouble comes before they come to Him. So He has medicine for broken hearts. <laughs> that would be a nice message. Medicine for broken hearts. So. Sarah died. Look at Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1. That's what most of us knew about Abraham. But Abraham was there before chapter 12. God spoke to him when he was in uh, air, But he didn't move. He didn't, did you read the verse 3 of Acts chapter 7? Let's go to the verse 3. Verse 3, sorry, before we go to... said, yeah, go and a country from your natives and come to the land where... Right, now, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 said, Now the Lord said unto Abraham... Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land I will show you. And I'll make, I'll make of thee a great nation and I'll bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be blessed. Abraham had a commandment and a promise. That's all. He didn't have a road map. He just left. And Abraham obeyed. So verse four. So Abraham departed at the Lord had spoken to him and Lot, God told him, leave your family. But Lot, he came went, and Lot, his brother's son. And Lot went with him. And Abram, Abram was 75 years old when he departed from where? Haram. Meanwhile, God spoke to him in of the Chaldeans. He waited for it. His father was the one who said, let's go. They go to Haran. father said, let's stay here. I think he was a daddy's boy. <laughs> Everything daddy must make a decision for him. And he stayed there, and his father died, and God came in and spoke to him, leave. So he left. Hebrews chapter 11, verse, this now, is now getting interesting now. Are you ready for this? Yes. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 9. <laughs> I, I like this so much, so I think it would just be good if we all read it. Do you enjoy reading the Bible at all? Yes, sir. Reading it out loud? Yes. It does something, because when the word comes, it said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. When you read the word, it's different from when you, when you read it with your eyes and you don't speak it, okay? So let's speak it out. Hebrews chapter 11, verse nine. Let's go. I, By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise. as a foreign. All right, all right, so let's go from verse eight. It makes sense. Let's go from verse eight. Let's go. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he Did you see that? He just left and was going. Where are you going? I just don't know. So what's the roadmap? map? There's no road map. We are just like Abraham. And you know our road, road map? Christ is our road map. Christ is our roadmap. By faith, verse 9. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. There's people who are supposed to inherit that same promise. They were dwelling with him. they all living in tents. They never lived in a physical structure, like a permanent structure. God, when he's working with you, doesn't want you to live in a permanent structure. Because God is always moving. If you build a city, you miss him. He'll leave you behind. You can't move with the city. You can fold your tent and move. Look at it. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. For he waited for her. Abraham had an insight. So when he's living normal life in London, his eye was beyond the natural life. His eyes were beyond. He was living as a sojourner not a tourist. There's a difference between a tourist and a sojourner or a pilgrim, a pilgrim. He lived as a pilgrim. According to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, he said, we are pilgrims. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, he said, behold, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts. Which war against your soul? You are traveling. You are a tent dweller. You are a tent dweller. Don't settle in just one state of life. Walk with God. Keep your eye on God. Don't go with just the normal social norms. Go with the godly norms. Go with the purpose of God. Go with the plan of God. If you miss out on the plan of God, you'll be missing in life. Go with God. We are so generous. I mean, you know a so is. You know a pilgrim is? A pilgrim is someone who is traveling from very far, going somewhere very far for religious reasons. And you don't get somewhere and suddenly you have built a house, you are settled, no! You are an immigrant then. And I even know uh, in certain communities in UK, yeah, there are immigrants here, but they see themselves as sojourners. Yeah, they always talk about Baku, Baku. I'm building three, three, uh, three, three houses back home. I'm doing back home. Oh, every now and then, there are a lot of back home people here, isn't it so? Yeah. You're always talking about back home, back home, back home, back home, back home, back home. home. You are here, but your mind is back home. You are here, your mind is back home. Buying things based on the prices back home. (laughs) This thing is very expensive. How? One deodorant? Hey! No, 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 no. It's too expensive. It can pick me a cab here. (laughs) Even mint, just mint, that I'll put in my mouth. (laughs) Why? Back home. Back home. Until you live in the system for a long time and it washes the back home out of you. Listen, if you are a pilgrim, you don't lose track. Mm. With where you are going, because of where you are, yeah, most of us are not pilgrims. We are settlers. Settlers. Settlers don't live in tents, but Abraham lived in tents. And when he was living in tents, he moved from place to place. In, even in the promised land, he got to Cana, and still he wasn't settled. But God told him, "I'm taking you to Cana." Yes, but he wasn't settled because he knew that this is not the Cana actual, the actual Cana God meant. He knew that there must be. When I met God, when God came to me, when God appeared to me, I know He had a city. So Abraham was, even though he was living in tents, he was in Cana. He was looking for a city, and looking for a city. You know when God called God called him just when men were building cities and godless cities to make name for themselves. That's when God called Abraham. And when God, God must have showed himself to Abraham in a such a way that Abraham realized that this city these guys are trying to mimic. The thing is in God. It's in God. So when he left home, even though he didn't have a road map, he, he had a mental picture of where he must settle. So he was living, moving. Look, and when he was moving from 10 to 10, do you know what he was looking for? Not looking for a land. He was looking for a city. Go put you on the screen. Hebrews chapter 11 again. Verse, verse, verse 10. Verse 10 for he waited for the city, which our foundation whose built, that was not man, but God himself is the built. So Abraham didn't live in, a, in permanent structures. He lived in tents. He, he taught Isaac. Isaac lived in tents into the God-like tents. god likes tents. That's why the Bible says that, I saw the heavens. The tabernacle of God is with men. When he brought them out of Egypt, Egypt, he told them, make me a tent. Uh, make me a tabernacle. In the, in the book of Leviticus chapter 26 verse 11, and in Genesis is, uh, sorry, Exodus chapter 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 25 verse 7, 8 and 9. Look at Exodus 25, 8 and 9. And let them make me a sanctuary. That's a tent. It's not a permanent structure. Let That I may dwell amongst them. God always wants us to create a space in your life so he can show up. Don't depend on the pastor's prayer. All you want to say one for me, pray for me. Go create space in your life so that I can come there. Don't go around begging for prayers, pray for me, pray for me. Create a space for God in your life, in your family, in your finances. Create space for God. So tell them, let them make me a tabernacle so I can dwell with them. If God is not dwelling with you, when you need him, you always have to travel and get him. Listen, if you don't make space for God in your life, the day you need God, you have to travel. <laughs> you have to travel you, you have become so powerful so posh, so intelligent <laughs> I mean, I'm very wise, oh come on it's not a sign of wisdom, I'm very wise yeah I'm a guy uh, most of us were better guys than you you are a fake one, you don't know <laughs> it's true this gentleman was telling us yesterday in the service, that when he came to carriage the first time with his uh, wife to be oh, rise up, you know, rise up forward you aren't interested in church. You know, you know, this, this is not for me. Some of you when the kids said, this is not for me. This is not for me. You tell me God is not for you. The devil will stay there. Yes. And the time you rea- when you realize you need God, things have gone so bad. All the best we can do is receive it, receive it, we pre- receive it. You become a prayer project. <laughs> because by the time you realize what you actually need is God, Satan has bought a lot of things. Yes. Be smart and be wise. Yes. No, 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 me, church is not for me. It's because of the city we live in. Living UK, it has made everything like you don't need God. You actually, you know. Some of us here, you can't even sleep. Satan is tormenting you. You are living in fear. You are not a happy person because something is missing in your life. I dare you to tell me you are happy. You are not. You are not. You are not. Your your life is uncertain. What you need is not more money. It's not more girls. It's not more men. It's not more houses. What you need, bro, what you need is God what you need is God what you need is God yes, yes. you need God slap somebody on the shoulder tell them they are talking about you uh, I feel like preaching hey Abraham God said leave and he left he was going but according to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 10 he was looking for a city he waited for a city. I told you God has called a city. And I saw the new Jerusalem, the city coming from heaven. He waited for a city, which had a foundation. That there must be a foundation. And when you read Revelation chapter 19, sorry, chapter 21, verse ninety, it tells you the foundation of the city was precious stones. Revelation chapter, so it says that, and the foundation and the walls of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones, not bricks god's city the city of god the city of the living god that is where it's taking us but now we live in tents what is the tent christ is our tent the christ-like life a time is coming when we arrive where God has planned for us, Amen. and it's not in the Bible says that these guys. Look at verse 13, Hebrews chapter 11, from verse 13. He said these guys. They look at the way they lived. All this died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were not, they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. That means whilst they were going, they kept an eye on what God has prepared for them. Don't let your current situations. Change your, fo- your focus. Don't let it change where you are going. You may At the moment, you may be homeless. You may be jobless. You may be penniless. But that's not your destiny. That's not your destiny. That's not your destiny. Even you may be sick, but that's not your destiny. Healing is coming in the name of Jesus. Go to, go to, go to the next verse. See, see the next verse. For those who say such things, declare plainly that they seek a homeland. Go to the next verse quickly. A homeland. And truly, if they, had called, if they had called to mind, that country for which they had come out, they would have had the opportunity to return. Because there are some good stuff. Remember the way your girlfriend used to treat you? Sometimes you miss it, though. <laughs> and so, Bible says that if they had had the chance, they would have, if they had considered where they are coming from, they would have had the opportunity to, to return. Back. Because sometimes, you find out that oh, it's not getting boring. It's not good. every time I'm going to church. I mean, I'm praying, and you look at your friends, some of them have changed, and they've got a sugar daddy. They bought a sugar mommy. They bought them a house. Someone has just bought them a house. And you are thinking even you are beauty, more beautiful, more pretty than that your friend. When you are genuinely born again, there are times you look at unbelievers and it looks like, hey, I'm not, what's going on with you? He said, my heart sank when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Psalm 73 until I entered the tabernacle and I saw their end. Never be jealous of somebody who doesn't work with God. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous of a godly person, a godless person. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. Because life is a long journey, long life. Life is not about today, it's a long journey. Next 20 years is coming. Next 35 years is coming. You will see me, you will say, ah. But the times and people are telling you, I should have gone to church and served God the way you are serving. Mm. It's too late. They spoil so much of their life that they may be 48, but they may be looking like 72. Because wow. the life has been, city life has drained life and they have become bricks, bricks, bricks. <laughs> they bent the life out of you. Enter life. So, oh no, oh, free sex is good, free sex. It can drive all the life out of you. Don't you. You don't want me to talk about it. I will. I will. I will. Because about 85% or oh, sorry, 92% of people here like it, think about it always, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Pastor, why are you talking about all these things? Because I, I'm trying to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord But I'm speaking about these things Because God has remembered you Amen. Your story is radically changing Amen. Listen, You can't be the same again You have good news to tell You have a good story to tell You have an amazing story to tell In the mighty name of Jesus Thank you, Lord. As I finish Abraham, when he came, went finally, um, let me finish on this. He lived in tents, but he came from a city among people who were building a city. He, God told him, Genesis chapter 12, leave and go. When he left, chapter 12, verse 4, the Bible says that, and Abraham went. Okay? Yeah. So Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken. And do you know what he did? Look at verse 7. When he left, then the Lord appeared to Abraham. Sometimes the second appearance is based on obedience. Okay. The first appearance is just based on God's goodness. Some of the appearance, the initial ones, is God's initiative. You are being here listening to me is God's initiative. But the blessing that will follow the subsequent ones is based on your steps. When you step out, he will appear to you. When you obey him, then he'll show you the next step. When you obey him, most of the other appearances in Abraham's life had to do with his obedience first. Okay. And God showed up to him. Now, let's finish this, Look, okay. And uh, then the Lord appeared to Abraham Abraham, and said, to, you, to your descendant will I give this land? And what happened? Let's read that. What, what did he do? Amen. Let's all read it from the end. And? Amen. Louder, please. Listen, Abraham came from a, a place where the people built cities to make name for themselves. He built an altar to the Lord to make a name for God. Those are the people God is looking for. Abraham, when he was called, the first thing he built was an altar. An altar is a meeting place between me and God, a place where you get cleanse. a place where you bring everything to God. You lay everything in your life to God sacrifice to go. is an altar. He built an altar in the tabernacle. Even told them that there must be an altar in the tabernacle when you are coming. Built an altar there. Abraham built an altar, but I found out he came from a place where they were building city and tower. He didn't build city and tower. When God called him, the first thing, he built an altar and look at what he built. Look at the next verse. Verse 8. And he moved from there to the to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Now watch this, two things he built. He built what? He pitched a tent and he built an altar. He pitched a tent. They were building cities, and erecting towers. Abraham, when God called him, he built an altar, and he pitched a tent, just somewhere he can just cover himself and stay there temporarily. So he didn't settle, he built a tent, but altar unto the Lord, where he created a room where he can constantly meet God. That was the kind of people God is calling us to be. The people he came among from amongst, they were building cities without God building towers to make a name for themselves. Don't be like that. If you want to get the attention of heaven, learn how to build an altar. In other words, get a meeting place with God. Always make sure that you prioritize God in your life. Give God a priority in your life. Give God a priority, make him a priority in your life. And don't settle, that's for me, this is how I am, this is, uh, this is what I'm looking for, I'm just looking for just a settlement for me to be. No, don't look for settlement. As long as you are connected with God, Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. He said, gain is not necessarily godliness. You may have a house, you may have a husband, you may have a child, you may have a certificate, you may have some money, you may have all those things. They are good for your information. They are good, but it does not necessarily mean godliness. But when you have God, it doesn't matter what you don't have. If you have God and you are happy with God, Bible said, that is great gain. Second, first Timothy chapter six, verse four, five, and six, or six and seven, or four, five, six. It says that gain, gain, godliness with great gain is uh, now godliness with contentment is great gain, not the other way gain, it says some people in verse 5 some people will be teaching that gain is godliness, this is useless people who will be teaching, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain, So from such people turn away Because godliness with contentment is actually great gain. It's not a means of gain. Don't come use God to get a husband for you. Don't come use God. It will come, it will come. But look for God, that God God will, will, will have, find an expression in your life and that your life will be a dedication to God. That God can use you any way he wants. Excuse me, that shows that you have built a tent. And I came to challenge somebody. Do the tent and build an altar, you will need it tomorrow. It may look like you don't need it. Don't think the city is more important than an altar. The altar is more important. If you are not saved, you are not safe. Because life is dangerous. Life is not under your command. I don't see why I should end this service without giving you an opportunity to say yes Lord. Pastor pray with me because I want to have this bread. It means I want to put all my confidence in him. All my hope in him. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your genuine desire, just lift up your hand and say this after me. Say it genuinely from your heart. Say Lord Jesus I know I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you. I ask you to forgive my sins. Wash me with your blood. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross to save me. From today, I will serve you. I believe in you. I put all my hope in you. I put my faith in you as my Lord and personal Savior. I receive you into my life. I make a vow with you that I will serve you all the days of my life. Satan, get behind me. I don't belong to you. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Your word says that you know your sheep and your sheep know your voice. No one can come to you except your father brings him. I pray that let your grace be upon them. Help them to be strong. I pray that the grace of God will come upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And help you to be a strong Christian. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit karis.org or call us on 0207 740 9960. God bless you.